Welcome back to week 14, episode four of Pigskin and Laces. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Rowan and Tyler. We're going to talk about the games, starting off with the Jags and the Titans game. Uh, how are you guys feeling about that game? It's going to be a really, um, really crappy game, in my opinion, because the Jaguars really failed to impress this season with their offense, only scoring six points last week. Yeah, um, this week, uh, the Jags, I, don't, I think they're still going to have troubles getting to the end zone with Cody Kessler there. I mean, they just kicked field goals last week. And with the Titans, um, I'm feeling pretty good about them. If they could come out with the one and scoring a lot of points against this Jags defense that hasn't really been there this year. Leonard Fournette's back this week, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So feel now that he's back, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more I shouldn't say pressure, but more on the run deep or run offense here. Also, we're gonna see a lot heavily I, I shouldn't say a lot heavily, but the pass game it's not gonna be as prevalent for uh the Titans just based off of how good Jacksonville is against pass defense. Um so Corey Davis, I really don't think he's gonna have a big shine game like he did past couple weeks um but yeah i'm gonna have to say uh jags are gonna take this one it's gonna be a low scoring game again i'm only gonna say a 13 to 7 um i'm gonna go with the titans this week just because i yeah like you said with the passing game it might not be there but i think derrick henry this week's a good option if they're down the goal line because jags run defense it's pretty good down the goal line so derrick henry can really punch a couple touchdowns in this week but, yeah, low-scoring game for the Titans. The Titans win uh, 10-0. Um, I'm predicting Jaguars win 21-7. to Okay. I, yeah. Up next, uh, Sunday night game – or Sunday morning game, sorry. Panthers and Browns. Uh, you've got to hand it to the Panthers, really. Christian McCaffrey on top of his game every yeah. single week. Uh, Cam Newton, too. Um Curtis Samuels, like, showing presence in the offense. Same with uh, Devin Funches is going to be 100% this week, which I feel like that's going to um, put a lot more pressure off uh, Chris McCaffrey for not, like, having to touch the ball almost every play like he has been. Uh, but the Browns, I mean, they're doing better than previous two years, two, three years, but I don't think they're going to beat the red-hot Panthers right now. Yeah, uh, the Panthers. Yeah, McCaffrey's been on just a fire. He's just been amazing these past couple weeks. And uh, Greg Olson did go on IR, so I don't think that had too much effect on the passing game with Devin Funches back now, Curtis Samuel. But I feel like that the uh, Panthers will lose this game to the Browns just because I don't think the Panthers are going to play well. I can see that happening. They're, they might just undershoot the Browns, and who knows? Yeah, I think the Browns are going to take this win as well because of Baker Mayfield, he's been pretty hot last couple of weeks. Well, he needs to shake off the interceptions, three interceptions left. So. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say how about 21-14 to 14 game uh, for the Panthers? I'm going to go with the Browns, uh, 28-21. I think I'm going to go the Browns seven to six. Seven to six. Okay. Um, up next, Chiefs to Ravens. Uh, this one's going to be. I I don't want to call it a shootout for the Chiefs just because the Ravens' defense is the number one pass defense right now, um, in the league. Uh, 
And once again, I mean, Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that duo has been unstoppable all year. Same with Tyreek Hill. He's a big guy you don't want to – I shouldn't say big guy, but he's that speedster that you don't want to leave open or give any room to down the field because he'll make a play out of it. Um, absence of cream hunt now, which I, we saw it last week. The run game wasn't as prevalent, but it was still in effect a little. They're going to probably stick to the running back uh, by commute, uh, committee. So I, I'm going to have to say right or Chiefs just because they're, they've been the better team this year. But what do you guys think? Yeah, um, the Chiefs, yeah, their offense has been pretty unstoppable this year. But without cream hunt, that run game is not going to – like be there as much as it was and with the Ravens they have a good pass defense good rush defense I think it's going to be a tough win for the Chiefs but uh, I think the Ravens will pull this one out I'm going with the Ravens on this one because um, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove I think he's going to really play with a really play with a competitive fire in this one okay um, I'm going to have to say it's going to be a 42 to uh, 35 game for the Chiefs. I'm going to go uh, 35-28 the Ravens. I'm going to go 35-21 to 21 with the Ravens. Okay. Uh, also, just while we're talking about the Chiefs, do you think clearly the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs? Um, but do you think now that Kareem Hunt's out of that offense, they don't have a great chance at like potentially winning the Super Bowl or even making it to the Super Bowl? I think they have a pretty good chance of making the Super Bowl still, just because uh, Spencer Ware, he's been in that offense before. He knows what he's doing. He just needs to get back in the groove, actually like running the ball, playing in games, like by a lot more touches, filling in Kareem Hunt's uh, place. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Their pass offense is still so amazing that – I really don't see it affecting it. Um, but up next, uh, another one of the teams that could potentially make a playoff run, um, Texas or Texans, sorry, and the Colts. Both teams red hot, both teams with great quarterbacks past couple weeks. Um, I feel, I don't want to call it a shootout, but it's going to be a really back and forth game. It's not going to be as defensive heavy. You're still going to see a good Good defense from Texans as normally, um, but Colts defense. I, I I could see them doing something, but nothing amazing. And then I feel like if Andrew Luck could just pass the ball around, and that offense can just hold up the Texans, I feel like they're going to take this one. Um, but uh, Texans have been red hot still, so it's going to be one of those games. Yeah, uh, with the Texans. Um... Demarius Thomas now, he's getting into the swing of things. He's producing a lot more in that offense with DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller. So I think that offense would be a tough matchup for the Colts defense because I don't I don't see the Colts stopping that offense very often. I think the Colts are gonna get this win because they they need uh, they're really gotta push here because they both this both these teams can potentially make playoffs. And I think the Colts are, along with the Chargers, you know, they're one of those wild card teams you got to look out for. Yeah, I feel like this divisional game is going to really – I shouldn't say make or break the division, but it, if the Colts win this, they're going to be in full force to try and make the playoffs. 
and they it really can show them that they have a chance to be number one in this division too. Is I think if they went out and Texans lose out, or I don't see it happening, but the Texans do lose out, then they're number one in the division. Um, but I'm going to say the Colts, and I'm going to call it a 24-21 game for the Colts. I'm going to go with the Texans here, uh, 35-21. I'm going to go with the Colts, 14-7. 14-7. Okay, uh, up next, Patriots and Dolphins game. Um, another divisional game, another nine and three team facing six and six team. I don't see the Dolphins doing anything really. I shouldn't say anything really, but I don't see them doing much against the Patriots just because I don't know. Even when Tom Brady's been on an off year and James White, um, Sonny Michelle, they've all been producing a lot for that team. So. I really don't see the Dolphins putting up anything. Yeah, I feel like the uh, Patriots will win this game. And the Dolphins, they haven't been great this season. They've, been, I, In my opinion, they've been average. So, But, yeah, Tom Brady, I mean, still – I mean, he is on the downfall of his career. But with Gronk, Sonny Michelle, James White, I still think they're going to put up a good fight for the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins are going to win this one. What's your score then on that? The score? I'd say something like, hmm, this is, this is a tough one. Probably 21 to 14. 21 to 14 for the Dolphins, Yeah, you said? Um, I'm going to call it a 38 to 24 game for the Patriots. I'm going to go a little long. I'm just bold with this prediction. I'm gonna say forty-two to seven Patriots. Forty-two to seven. Okay. Most most of the points on my prediction score, I feel like Patriots are gonna get up real quick, and then most of the Dolphins points are gonna be garbage time. But other than that, I I like Brown's prediction. But if it was a little less, I'd feel a lot more confident in it. Um, another division game: Giants Redskins. Giants coming off a huge overtime win. Um, Sad to see as a Bears fan myself. Um, Redskins, uh, not much to talk about on them. Mark Sanchez even played on Monday night. Um, I I really don't know what's going on there. With Alex Smith, he's on IR for the rest of the year. For I think he broke a finger on his throwing hand, something like that. Um, right. Yeah, and also he broke his leg. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, he will be out for okay. the rest of the year. Sorry. I thought he so – one quarterback's on IR for a broken pinky or something like that. Yeah, but for the Giants, Saquon Barkley, um, he had a pretty good game against the Bears. I think the Bears having one of the best run defenses in the NFL, he still managed to pull off a lot of yards. So, I feel – with the Redskins, that quarterback situation – no one knows what's going on with it. So I feel like the Redskins won't really be, like, a factor late in the year to make a run for the playoffs. Yeah, with the Cowboys upsetting the Saints, too, I feel like it's the race between the Saints and the Eagles now. Um, so, like you said, Redskins are out of the playoffs. Giants, I mean, they've been out of the playoffs for a while at 4-8. But really, it was – I don't know – 
I wouldn't say it's a big win for the Giants, but it's a confidence booster for them. Uh, if they played a backup quarterback, though, a lot of like Giants fans are saying, oh, we did amazing or whatever. But if they lost or they won in overtime by a field goal that had three fumbles on the final drive, and two of them were muffled fumbles by the backup quarterback, Chase Daniels, which I feel like if that was Mitchell Trubisky, they wouldn't even been in overtime. It'd be a shutout. Um, seeing that the final play of the fourth quarter was a t- touchdown pass by Tariq Cohen out of anyone on the field, but out of position touchdowns too. Uh, Odell just got his second 40-yard-plus pass. That's two more than um, Eli has this year, which that shouldn't be happening if your wide receiver has more 40-yard-plus touchdown passes than your starting quarterback, which I don't know. Something needs to change in that quarterback position. Um, Saquon, like you did say, he had a rough game against them, which I feel like a down the line, if he stays healthy, stays productive, he's going to be – that's not going to be a thing in a couple of years. Yeah, especially if the Giants are able to upgrade their offensive line because that line isn't really – I mean, it's not the best, but it's, one, it's not that good. So I feel like if Saquon has a good offensive line, that he could really do some damage to the teams. Um, I'm going to call it. Um, I'm going to say the Giants. Actually, I'm going to say it's going to be a 24 to 21 game, ending field goal. Uh, for I'm going to say the Giants win uh, 28 uh, 10. I'm going to have to go with the Redskins 10 to 3. 10 to 3. Okay. Um, Saints Bucks. I'm really interested in this game. I I don't see. The Saints blowing out the Bucks, but I see it being a close shootout with James Winston. James Winston, I feel like this is going to be his best uh, game all year. I feel like he's probably going to have like four touchdowns with like 300 plus passing yards just because it's their run defense once again. It's absolutely garbage. It's not there, it's not prevalent. Saints defense isn't the greatest but it still can hold up some. But James Winston is really going to tear it up, even with Chris Godwin, um, Austin Humphreys. Those two guys are going to be very big in this game, which I'm excited to see. Um, And the Saints coming off that loss, close loss to the Cowboys, really, I don't see it affecting them that much. It might, like, I shouldn't say hesitate them, but it's going to lower their confidence for sure because – I don't think anyone going in that game except for maybe a Cowboys fan would have thought that result was coming up. Um, so I I would like to see the Bucks win, but I'm going to have to call the Saints on that one. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be an offensive shootout between the Bucks and Saints. I mean, both offenses can move the ball, put up a lot of points. So I'm going to feel like that the Saints will win this game. It's good, but uh, I feel like it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I'm going to call 42-35 to 35 Saints. 42-35. to 35. Uh, I like Rowan's score, 42-35 to 35 the Saints. I feel like it's going to be 45-42 in a lot. Uh, yeah, a extra score. touchdown. Um, <clears throat> another game, Falcons-Packers. Packers still don't have a coach, right? Uh, they Packers. have Joe Philbin. Oh, yeah, they're, they're off the Dolphins. Okay. Um, 
So I saw something on Twitter the other day. Um, ESPN, somebody on ESPN tweeted out how they didn't fire Mike McCarthy just to take the ball out of uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' hands. So I feel um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball every down, almost every down, not every down, but there's still going to be Aaron Jones in the mix. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, with the Packers, firing Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, is long overdue. I mean, I don't think McCarthy has really been that good of a coach in Green Bay. I feel like he's, in my opinion, I think he's too conservative in, in times where they need to be aggressive. Like when they punted on fourth and two with two minutes, like four minutes left at the game against the Seahawks, and they lost that game. So I feel like this is a good move for the Packers. And, yeah, Aaron Jones will be a nice presence running the ball. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. This is going to be a good ma- matchup this week between the Falcons and Packers. Devontae Adams also tweeted out before the game on Sunday. He had a pretty decent game. Uh, I think he had just under 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, he tweeted out, this is my time to shine. He, like He basically said this is his time to shine. He wants to become the next like number one um, wide receiver. So I feel like with – Firing Mike McCarthy, they're definitely going to be able to throw the ball more, and Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers' connection is just going to go up and up. Yeah, I feel like this game will be a shootout because I think both defenses really aren't that good. So I think Julio Jones is going to have a nice game. I'm predicting like for him, like seven catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I feel like it's going to be more on Kelvin Ridley, just downfield plays. Um, I feel like he's probably going to have like 10 targets or not 10 targets, like seven targets, six receptions and like two touchdowns, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a good prediction. I feel like when when they're in the red zone, I feel like they're going to look more towards Julio just because he has a big body. And he can just go up and catch it. You would think that, but Julio has, I think he has the least out of like the top three uh, uh, court or one uh, wide receivers in that Falcons offense and red zone targets. Um, I'm not sure on that. It might have went up, but I know middle of the year, he only had like one red zone target the whole year. So I don't know. Uh, you said it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, I'm going to have to say though, Falcons are going to take it um, 28 to 17 or, uh, or yeah, 17. Yeah, I'm going to also agree with you on the Falcons winning this game. I'm going 35-28. I think it's going to be the Packers are going to win this one with their new head coach. We score a 14-0. 14-0, okay. Um, let's just predict the score on the Jets-Bills game. Uh, not much to talk about there. Um, I mean, Josh Allen showing a little bit more. Uh, I think I heard a stat uh, he had like 100 rushing yards in the past two games, which that's that's better to see him using a more mobile or using a, being a more mobile quarterback uh, is sometimes nice in offense. Um, but I think Bills are probably going to take that one. I'm just going to say it's going to be like a 17 to 14 or 10 game, something like that, low scoring game. Yeah, with Sam Darnold coming back now for the Jets, I feel like that's going to help the Jets' offense and moving the ball. 
But uh, the Jets kicker, uh, Jason Myers, I believe is his name. He's been um, one of the best kickers this league and not missing field goals. So I feel like that's going to help the Jets if they get field goal range to put a lot of points up on the Bills. But, yeah, I, just, I still think the Bills will beat the Jets 21-9. Uh, to 9. I'm picking the Bills in this one uh, because I really think – I really have faith in Josh Allen. Um, despite what Jalen Ramsey said, uh, I think Josh Allen isn't trash. So I think Josh Allen will come out with this one with over 300 yards and three, three touchdowns. It's a bold prediction. But yeah. I, like it. I think it's going to be his, his best game of the year right here. Yeah. It definitely um, could be. Bengals and Chargers up next. Undoubtedly have to give this one to the Chargers, in my opinion. Um, I would like to see um, a lot more with Austin Eckler. He didn't have a great game last week uh, with Melvin Gordon out. Uh, but Philip Rivers on top of his game, Keelan Allen doing phenomenal this year, or end of the year, he's been doing pretty good. Um, I'm going to have to say Chargers on that one. Um, 24 to 17. Yeah, uh, like you said, more production of Austin Eckler. Uh, I believe he did get – he was pretty banged up in that game, so Justin Jackson rotated in with them. So I feel like that's going to play a role this week, and they're probably going to split – not split carries, but the majority will go to Austin Eckler. But, yeah, with the Bengals, I don't see him having a chance. With A.J. Green, I believe, is on IR. And – Andy Dalton, IR. So I feel like that offense is really going to struggle against the Chargers. Uh, Tyler, your prediction? I think the Chargers are going to come out of this one with the win because, like you said, Andy Dalton's on IR. So I think the Bengals won't be able to muster any points in this one. I think it'll be a blowout, you know, 30 nothing. Okay. Um, Niners and Broncos. Um, someone who saw more preference or prevalence in the offense for the 49ers is Jeff Wilson Jr. running back. Uh, I feel like he's going to finally show his great production in this Kyle Shanahan offense. I I feel like he's going to have a 100 rushing yard uh, game. He's going to have a, a touchdown in there. Uh, he's going to have a good, great game for him, even with the Broncos bad, or I shouldn't say bad, with their great uh, run defense. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I would still call the Broncos on this one just because they've been, what, they're on a three-game winning streak. I feel like, yeah, you definitely got to call the Broncos on that one. Yeah, with Matt Brita being out, Jeff Wilson Jr. will come in. But I don't think he's going to have that 100-yard game, like you said, because if you look at Denver's stats since they've played the Rams, and Todd Gilly had that 200-rush-yard game. Any running back that's played him hasn't gone over 100 yards. That's including like Melvin Gordon. So I feel like if he can't get over 100 yards on Denver, I don't think Jeff Wilson Jr. can. But for Denver, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is done for the year. So Cortland Sutton will be the number one guy with Andre Holmes from the Bills. I feel like it's going to be a, a tough game for Denver just because they, uh, they don't have Emmanuel Sanders in there. But I feel like Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman will shine in their rushing game. Yeah, I'm going to call the Broncos uh, 27 to 14. Uh, yeah, with score, I'm going to say it's going to be 21 to 14 game. I think the Broncos are going to win this one 
30 to 14. 30 to 14. Um, up next, Eagles Cowboys. I, I would like to see the Eagles being uh, coming out on top of this one just because Cowboys, in my opinion, they're like the villains right now in the league. Um, they upset the Saints. I I don't know how they lo- or the, how they won that. Especially Mari Cooper's finally f- like getting presence in that offense. Um, Dak Prescott's being able to throw the ball a little bit more, and then uh, Zeke Elliott's been phenomenal all year. So I I don't like them winning this, but it probably will. Um, we just need Carson Wentz to throw the ball more. Need uh, Zachers to get the ball more. We need. Golden Tate to get the ball. We need Elshon. Like, there needs to be more preference, prevalence in the passing um, than the rush, rushing. Yeah, I feel like the Cowboys will win this game just because, like you said, Amari Cooper, after that change of scenery from Oakland to Dallas, that was a good move for him that he had traded. So he's having a better year now. Yeah, it was and Zeke's having a great year. But on that Cowboys defense, Leighton Vander Esch, um, he's the leading tackler for the Cowboys as a rookie. So I feel like that has a big part to do why they beat the Saints. He just he's everywhere on the field. I think that I hate to say it, but I really think the Cowboys are gonna get the win here and probably make playoffs, which I really don't want to happen, but it's probably going to happen with the way this division's looking with yeah, there's the Redskins going down. There's such a small gap to like, like you said, the Redskins six and six, Eagles six and six, and then the Cowboys are seven and five. So if Eagles win here, they'll be seven and six. Same with the Cowboys, and then Eagles will be number one in the division. Um, so I'd like to see that, but like Tyler said, I feel like it's going to be another low-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to call the same score as the Saints game. I'm going to call it uh, 13-10 Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, I feel like they're going to score a lot, though, so I'm going to go 28-14. to 14. I think the Cowboys win this one 17-14. 17-14. Um, next, uh, Raiders and Steelers. Absence of James Conner this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this offense works. I feel – more big Ben's going to shine in this game. Um, a lot more passes, clearly, uh, to AB and Juju. So I feel like it's going to be a big game for them. I don't see the Raiders putting up a fight. Like I said last week, who's even on the Raiders anymore? I mean, they don't have Khalil Mack. They don't have Mark Cooper. They have draft picks. They still have Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr. And who – Marshawn Lynch, is he still even playing for them? <laughs> I, I believe he's an IR. Oh, IR. So, yeah. Doug Doug Martin. Um, yeah. I don't see them putting up a fight whatsoever. I feel definitely Steelers, I'm going to call it a 35-10 game. Yeah, like you said, with James Conner being out, I feel like the Steelers will focus more on the passing game to Juju, Antonio Brown, and Ryan Switzer getting in the mix in there. So, yeah. Like you said, the Raiders won't pick up a fight, won't uh, put up a fight. So I'm going to call Steelers uh, 42 to 10. I'm going to call Steelers 45 to 3 here. Okay. Uh, up next, Lions and Cardinals game. 
Um, not much to talk about it other than Cardinals upsetting the Packers last week. I don't think a lot of teams saw that happening. Um, I mean, Cardinals, I, I want to see them shut down this NFC North uh, division. So, uh, so I'm going to say another low scoring, I should say low scoring game, but it's going to be like a 20, 21 to 10 game for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals um, will lose this game to the Lions because I bet the Lions, they're just playing for pride at this point. Same with the Cardinals. I feel like Matthew Stafford just wants to just show what he can do. So I feel like him and Kenny Galladay are going to have a nice day in fantasy this week. So I'm thinking Lions are going to beat the Cardinals 35-21. to 21. I'm definitely going to pick the Cardinals for this one. What's the score on that game? Um, 21-14. Okay, Sunday night game. Uh, interesting matchup here: Rams and Bears. I I hate seeing them lose that game uh, last week to the Giants. Mitchell Trubisky, I believe I saw this morning. Um, he's one hundred percent now. So fantasy stardom. Um, he's going to have a amazing game, in my opinion. Um, he's this is his team at this point, his and Khalil Mack's team. So I feel like Khalil Mack's going to step up and really do amazing on defense. And then um, Mitchell Trubisky, I see him throwing. Like It's going to be, in my opinion, a Chiefs and Rams game, uh, but a little lower end. But I still feel like the Rams are probably going to take it just because Bears aren't the Chiefs. I mean, they're they're good this year, but they're they're not the Chiefs where they're going to put up a great enough fight. Um, I think the Bears will take this one because it is in Chicago in December, so Bears going to have a big part in the Rams playing in cold like weather. And um, yeah, like you said, the Bears aren't the Chiefs, but the Bears do have the best defense in the NFL, and I feel like they're going to create a lot of turnovers for the Rams, and that's going to create headaches for Sean McVay, Todd Gurley, and Jared Goff. I don't think the Rams will play their best game this year. I feel like they're going to drop it to the Bears. Yeah, if if the Bears win this one, I could see them making a tremendous run in the playoffs. Um, it'd be nice to see them potentially make it to the Super Bowl, but um, it'll be a big confidence booster uh, for them. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, um, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, I feel like that's going to be tough to stop for the Rams. Uh, not letting them get the Jared Goff as much. But, yeah, like the Bears secondary just creates turnovers like almost every game. They get they have uh, they get the most touchdowns in the NFL off turnovers and points. So, yeah, I feel like the Bears will win this game 28-7. Uh, I think the Bears are going to get this win because uh, the Rams are – this is the best defense in the league against probably one of the best offenses in the league. So, I think – Defense probably going to come up with the win here. Um, I'll say it's probably going to be something of a shootout, high-scoring game, maybe like 37-30 Bears. Um, I, I'm going to say the Bears, too. I'm going to say a 45-38 to uh, game for the Bears. Up next, we have the Monday night football game. Um, it's gonna be 
a Vikings and Seahawks game. I'm kind of interesting uh, matchup, to say the least. I feel like Vikings are probably going to take this one. It depends on what uh, Russell Wilson shows up uh, for the Seahawks to win it in my eyes. But what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to win this game. I feel like the Seahawks could really win if Russell Wilson really shows up. I mean, last week, Doug Baldwin only had two catches, but one of them was for a touchdown. And Rashad Penny also rushed for a touchdown. So I feel like that the uh, Seahawks could win this game against the Vikings. But, like, I think it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a close game. Um I mean, if Kirk Cousins really steps up his game, throws 100-plus yards to Adam Thielen alone with a touchdown in there, I feel like uh, Vikings are taking that one. But otherwise, I don't know. It's tough on call. I'm going to say like a 17-10 to 10 game for the Vikings. Um, I'm going to go with a 21-14 to 14 game, Seahawks. Okay, that wraps up all the games. Uh, you want to get into Stardom and Sidham then? Um, who are your main starts for this week? Um, my main starts would be probably Zay Jones and Curtis Samuel. I think those are your top two starts. I like flex positions or wide receiver number twos this week in fantasy. Um, I think uh, definitely a big pickup uh, is Jalen Samuels if uh, he was one. Because James Conner is going to be in absence in uh, the game against Oakland. Um, so, he's going to be a big start if you have him. Uh, another guy, Jeff Wilson Jr., I feel like that's an automatic start. Uh, Chris Godwin came off a huge game last week. Uh, big start. Um, a bench, I would have to say, would have to be Corey Davis. Um, just be based off his matchups. Yeah. Um, also, Spencer Ware could be another sick one against Baltimore's run defense because they have a pretty good run defense. And uh, I don't know how confident I'd feel with Spencer Ware in there. Yeah. Um, for anyone in tight end league, I feel like Austin Hooper, he's going to have a great, uh, a pretty decent game for him. Um, if you're in like a 16 man league, I feel like Josh Allen could be like that guy, just that risky play. Um, yeah, definitely. If you don't have a good quarterback in there, um, I mean, for tight end leagues, another start you could do is uh, Jared Cook. I I think he's one of the main targets in Oakland right now. Yeah, so. especially there's no big pass anymore. Um, yeah. a potential um sit. I'm gonna have to go with Tariq Cohen, just based off. It's hard to say that just because he came off a tremendous game uh, last week in PPR. Uh, I don't know the exact stats, um, but he had like 30-some points. Um, So he had eight rushing attempts, 30 yards, and then on the passing he had – I don't have passing, sorry. Uh, I think he had over 100-plus passing yards – or rushing yards, sorry, or receiving, sorry. And then he had that um, last second uh, touchdown pass to save the game. 
which led to a loss. But against the Rams defense, I feel like none of the Bears running backs are a good viable option. Um, yeah, I so, feel like yeah. if you're going to go with the Bears running back, I feel like it'd be Jordan Howard cause just because he can run straight through the tackles. I feel like he's going to be that guy that, like, if you're on the goal line, just give it right to him, and he's just going to pound it in for at least two touchdowns. Uh, for sure. Um, another guy who's interesting play, uh, Gus Edwards. I feel Baltimore with uh, – I think it's Alex Collins is his name. He's just on IR now. Um, yeah, it is Alex Collins. He's on IR. Uh, I mean, Buck Allen, you could consider playing him, but that's maybe if you're in 16 or 12-man leagues. Um, other than that, I wouldn't start. Yeah, I feel like uh, another bench should be uh, Josh Adams from the Eagles just because that Cowboys run defense. I feel like it's going to sh- just shut shut him down completely. Yeah. Um, a big start, in my opinion, someone who's going to have a great game is definitely on Johnson against the Cardinals defense. They're not really a great defense. And Carrion Johnson has shown he is one of the like one of that top guys in that offense. I feel like it's him or Laguerre Blunt that's really going to have a shine game this week. Um, but other than that, I mean, is there really anyone else? Um, I don't believe so. I think those are the main people. Um, so over the past week, we've heard stories of the event that happened in February with Kareem Hunt and the 19-year-old girl in Cleveland of Helm uh, assaulting her. Um, it's a toughy subject for some, but something that I feel like we kind of have to cover. Um, it's it's kind of sad to see such great talent go to waste just from one bad incident. Uh I really don't see he's definitely not playing for the rest of this year. I feel like if he does come back next year, he's getting suspended, but otherwise it's the rest for this is only his second year, right? Uh, yeah. I believe yeah. So. Which that's kind of just sad to see just because he has such great talent this year. He's hopping over players. He's on a, he was on one of the like arguably top three best team in the league. Um, but multiple reports were saying that, so like from his side, uh, his group or Helm were saying that the girl was going against, uh, like was not leaving them alone, which I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but clearly if he's suspended, I don't see it being like, no one's going to change their mind at this point. I feel like it's really the end for him. Yeah, I don't think he'll. If he does somehow get back to the league after this, uh, I think there was a story back in Janu- January in a nightclub that he had an incident in. So I feel like if that is true, then I don't see him ever playing a down in the NFL again. Yeah. It's tr- just rough to see. Um, but, anyways, that is it for us. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well, Pigskin and L. Uh, that's our at. And then you could uh, f- find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Anchor, anything. Um, make sure to tune in next week. It is potentially our last week of doing this. Um, next week will be potentially the last one. Uh, have a great one from night and watch some football.